Shivani, we bout to party, we bout to party, unrestricted, got the house now, we gon' turn it up, up, bring the house down, got that big space pump and make them bounce now, flossing like they bossing and the freaks are coming out now. Hey everybody, this is AEW Unrestricted, the official podcast of all elite wrestling, and Aubrey Edwards here with a phenomenal round of guests, so first off I have to introduce... My wonderful guest co-host, Will Washington, podcast, just legend. Tony Schiavone, unfortunately, can't be with us tonight. His daughter's graduating high school. Very, very proud of him. Very proud of her. So we brought in someone who actually knows how to podcast to help me out today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Aubrey. It's actually (laughs) been almost a little bit of a a dream come true in a sense. I feel like ever since I I joined AEW, this has been the spot everybody has kind of placed me already, so I'm excited to actually be here. Well, what a way to start. We've got TK here today well, to talk about Double or Nothing. It's a great tradition, and we're back where it all began, right here in the MGM Grand. Wild. It's great to be here with you as always, Aubrey, and great to be here for the first time ever with you, Will. Yeah, this is great, and this is such a legendary building to be in and for it to be a part of AEW's history the way it is and celebrating the anniversary of Double or Nothing, the event that started AEW. Yeah, it was absolutely wild walking in for Dynamite, just seeing the building. We'd been here four years ago, and so much has happened in AEW's history. And I'm excited to bring Dynamite back to Las Vegas, to have Rampage in Las Vegas, and to just have Double or Nothing in Vegas, the original location of Double or Nothing, the first show we ever did for AEW. Las Vegas, Sunday, we'll be at the T-Mobile Arena, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 Pacific. You can get a traditional pay-per-view or stream on Bleacher Report and Fight.TV. Speaking of Vegas, speaking of very first Double or Nothing, the World Championship between four guys, Sammy Guevara, MJF, Darby Allin, and Jungle Boy, who have all been here since day one, the pillars of AEW. All four of these wrestlers appeared in the very first year of AEW and really all in the first summer of AEW. The four pillars, as they're known, the AEW world champion MJF, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allin, and Jungle Boy wrestling in a four-way for the AEW world championship. Should be a great, great match. I'm really excited for this. And all four men have been a part of this company from the very beginning, essentially. And it's amazing how far they've all come. It's so great to see also, like MJF, we talk about him being a generational talent and seeing how great he is. But the thing that's really excited me about this build is seeing how much all four of these men have truly grown. How great they are as wrestlers, how great they are as as men, as competitors, and just seeing all of the things they've they've battled against with each other and with other people across AEW. Yeah, we got a great look at the four of them recently in a tag team match that basically set this match up when it was MJF and Sammy Guevara teaming against Darby Allen and Jungle Boy. I thought it was a great tag team match and maybe a great preview of the awesome action to come in the four-way match this Sunday at Double or Nothing. And, uh, you know, one of the things between the four of them, uh, particularly that Max has been known for is, is his gift of gab, right? Mm. You know, he He's such an astute talker, but on top of that, he can really get into his opponent's heads. But throughout all of the build to this, we've seen his opponents really step up on the microphone and really hold their own with him, uh, particularly Darby Allen. Darby Allen's been out there with him on a regular basis and has really shown that he can stand toe-to-toe on the mic with MJF. 
And I feel like taking away that advantage from him really sets up a level playing field as far as the match is concerned this Sunday. Yeah, and I absolutely agree. I think all four men have stepped up in a major way. MJF now stepped up as much as anyone in pro wrestling to become the AEW world champion. And now I think all three of his challengers have really followed suit in recent weeks. And like you said, Darby Allen has shown he can talk every bit as much as MJF. And certainly I think the crowd has been behind him. And we've seen the crowd also really come alive for Jungle Boy Jack Perry. And surprisingly, Sammy Guevara, who's gotten some really positive reactions from the crowd. I think everyone expected Jungle Boy and Darby Allen to be wildly popular with the fans almost everywhere we travel. But I think it's been kind of a surprise to see the great reactions that Sammy has gotten on some of the shows. I think it's really great because looking at the four pillars, it's you see quintessential AEW. There is something for everybody. There's a Darby Allen. There's a Jungle Boy. There's Sammy. There's MJF. If you don't like one, you probably like someone else. And that's what I really love about and what I look forward to this match is like they're not just they themselves different men, but they're different wrestlers and their styles all complement each other in very unique and different ways. Yeah, it should be a great, great match. I'm very excited for that match again for double or nothing to go back to such a uh, amazing main event and have four people who've been with AEW from essentially the very beginning of the company, all who've leveled up to get to this main event position. I think it's really, really exciting. Speaking of exciting things on the card, uh, I think one of the things I can say uniquely about the three of us sitting up here is that I had a unique experience last year and that I got to sit in the crowd. Oh, boy. For Anarchy in the Arena. Oh, boy. Which is returning again this year, this time, the Blackpool Combat Clubs, John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Wheeler Yuta, Claudio Castagnoli taking on the reunited elite. Reunited. Reunited, and it feels so good. So good. Kenny Omega back with Hangman Adam Page and the Young Bucks, Anarchy in the Arena. It was such an incredible experience last year. Seriously, one of the most fun I've ever had in the building. And knowing that it's taking place again, what are we to expect this time? Well, I think we were going to expect a really wild spectacle. They have a lot to live up to in terms of an amazing debut for Anarchy in the Arena last year. But if anybody can live up to it, I think it's these eight men. The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, and John Moxley. This match can take a toll, certainly. It was in Anarchy in the Arena last year. We saw Brian Danielson very seriously injured. Uh, and we saw everything that wasn't nailed down in the T-Mobile <laughs> arena get used. Yep. It was a bloody spectacle, to say the least. And I'm really looking forward to Anarchy in the Arena 2. Uh, and certainly this rivalry between the BCC and the Elite, I do think this is the kind of match that could take that rivalry to the next level. The thing that I'm really looking forward to this match is obviously the first time you do something, Anarchy Arena, the first time. Okay, it's it's great. And this is the second one. It has something to live up to, but there's so many different things that we can look at here. Like, as you said, we had Brian Danielson, but also John Moxley in Anarchy in the Arena last year. So they're coming into this with a little bit of experience. But you also have the Elite, who has done matches like Stadium Stampede before, matches that cover the entire footprint of an arena 
together working as a team. So I think this year it's it's different. Not only do we have this heated rivalry between the BCC and between the elite, but having just the history and the background of all of these wrestlers working together and tying that all in, we're going to see chaos in T-Mobile. Yeah, it's going to be great. I think it'll be awesome. Will, I can't imagine what it was like sitting in the crowd last I'm year sorry. for that match. Let, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> so funny story, and I, I, I love this story, but my... I brought my wife to the show, and she did not know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect. I, None of, know. I, I was I refing the match. I didn't know what to expect, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. And uh, my wife gets Matt Menard's blood splattered on her foot. It was uh, She's just amazed by this. She's like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And she's like, I should probably go wash this off. And so she goes into the restroom, <laughs> washes her foot off, comes out, opens the door, and... There's Jake Hager right outside the bathroom door, and she's she's just amazed at what is happening here because everywhere in the arena that you could possibly go, there was some form of action happening. And whether you're watching on TV or whether you've got a ticket to T-Mobile Arena, you're going to get something out of this match. You're going to get a spectacle. Something's going to happen in front of you, and that is just a wild part of her experience. So that so. is a quite a quite an amazing experience. Uh, that is very different than my anarchy in the arena experience. <laughs> but I have to say uh, that is very emblematic of what this match is all about. That it's the fans in the arena are really connected with the match, and that it is very unpredictable to say the least. And I think it's going to be one of the really really special highlights of this pay per view on Sunday. And of the entire year in pro wrestling, I expect Anarchy in the Arena to be one of the real highlights. Last year, I thought it was as good a match as there was all year in pro wrestling. It's a five-star. And it was an absolute five-star classic. And definitely, we've got something really special to look forward to this weekend, this Sunday, at Double or Nothing when Anarchy in the Arena returns to T-Mobile Arena. We've got a ton of amazing things coming up in this card. T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, Nevada, Sunday, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. You can watch it live. Definitely watch it live because who knows, you might get somebody's blood on your foot. It's a fun story to go home to. But you can watch it on Bleach Report, streaming, fight.tv. You can watch it on traditional pay-per-view. Tune in. It is going to be an absolutely bonkers show. Speaking of bonkers... I want to talk about Jamie Hayter because I think she is like the epitome of this women's division. She has been such an incredible champion. She carries this title with grace. She is representing the AEW originals with pride. And she has this history with Tony Storm. We've seen them battle it out before. And now we're back. But Tony Storm is, is a little different this time. And I'm not sure I like the Tony Storm I see this time. Well, Tony Storm, one of the real consummate professionals in wrestling. She's a great, great wrestler, but we've seen her attitude has changed a lot this past year since she joined the Outcast. And I think Soraya is somebody who has really helped bring about a major change in the presentation of Tony Storm. I think Tony Storm is one of the best wrestlers in the world, but she's surrounded herself with somebody who doesn't have a lot of respect for AEW or our locker room. And Tony Storm, I think, is somebody who really actually embodies everything AEW is all about. Yet she has taken to outside interference, really disrespecting the people she shares the locker room with. And I think uh, Tony Storm has really 
changed so much since she arrived in AEW. And frankly, Jamie Hayter has changed a lot since she arrived in AEW also. I think Jamie Hayter first came here in 2019. Yes. And the Jamie Hayter we've seen this past year as the world champion is a very different wrestler. Somebody who is more polished, more experienced, I think is in better condition, and Absolutely. somebody who's really brought it all together. And it's been recently that we've seen Jamie Hayter dealing with some major injuries. Mm -hmm. It was Tony Storm and the Outcasts who put Jamie Hayter on the shelf with, a, with an injury. And Jamie Hayter is going to go out there as a fighting champion, try to compete this weekend. But we've seen Jamie Hayter is really fighting through major injuries. And I think it shows what kind of a fighting champion she is, that she wants to get out there and wrestle this weekend at the pay-per-view. But certainly it's going to be an uphill battle with somebody of Tony Storm's level of experience. Well, you know, in, I suppose in Tony Storm's defense, talking about her, her change in, in demeanor and attitude, the last time we saw these two face each other, it was for the interim AEW Women's World Championship. Correct. And granted, while it's been retroactively recognized, Tony Storm has a bit of a chip on her shoulder and that at the time she didn't get to have recognition as AEW Women's World Champion. And I think uh, going into this, she has a lot to prove in wanting to be the AEW Women's World Champion. Absolutely. I think there's really something to that. Tony Storm was dominant as the interim champion. And as interim world champion, we saw Tony Storm took on all comers. And I think Jamie Hayter stepped in and really was one of several, several top challengers Tony Storm had taken on, but definitely was the toughest opponent of all of Tony's great challengers. I thought they had a great championship match at full gear. And now looking back at it, Tony Storm, she's changed. This thing has really come full circle. And now Jamie Hayter, who really was a rule breaker in AEW for a long time, has become very popular with the fans. And Tony Storm is somebody who was really popular with the fans, doesn't seem to really care much what the fans think anymore. And now uh, Tony Storm is in a unique position, I think, because Jamie Hayter is not going into this match at 100%. And we've seen Tony will do whatever it takes to win a match. So I do think Jamie Hayter, her back's against the wall in a major way this Sunday at Double or Nothing. I think absolutely. It's, it's, I really feel that Jamie, because she has that fighting champion spirit, she's so strong and she's so committed to carrying this belt and being the representative for the women's division of AEW. I think that's... It might be enough to fight through the injuries to to really hold on to it, but I mean, as as you said, Tony's. I, I I think your point with the chip on her shoulder for having being the interim champion. I think that's that's kind of a huge deal and something I didn't really think about. And these two girls go way way back, way back, way back. They just have so much history, and it's part of the reason why I'm so excited about this match because I know these two girls. Whenever they're in the ring, I enjoy it, and I know our fans enjoy it because they're both absolutely excellent. So this is going to be a one, regardless of who comes out on top, I think this Women's World Championship is going to be stellar. This weekend at Double or Nothing. Sunday, T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, traditional pay-per-view, Bleacher Report, Fight.TV, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific, 
definitely tune in if you can't be there live, but you definitely want to be there live because there's nothing quite like a live AEW experience. Coming up, we have so much more to talk about. We have more title matches. We have ladder matches. We have battle royals. We've got so much. This pay-per-view is stacked. Welcome back to AEW Unrestricted. I'm Will Washington alongside Aubrey Edwards. Hello. And Tony Khan. And we're talking about AEW Double or Nothing live this Sunday, T-Mobile Arena, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. That's going to be on traditional pay-per-view as well as Bleacher Report and Fight.TV. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's going to be a great show. Very I'm much I'm really so. looking forward to it. We've talked about some of the great matches on the card, but something I think we've got to spend some time on, Please. something I'm really looking forward to, is the unsanctioned match. Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole. It's been building and building in recent weeks, and this is something I'm really looking forward to. Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho, unsanctioned. I I was genuinely shocked that we ended up with a a special enforcer in this match. (laughs) Genuinely surprised by this. Tony, we have Sabu in the building. How is he going to be able to keep these two under control well i think sabu can do just about anything he puts his mind to Mm -hmm. i think this is really special uh it's great to have sabu involved i'm very excited about it i am one of the few people who was there the only time chris jericho and sabu ever locked up and it was in pennsylvania in 1996 i was 13 years old and i'm very glad that i'll be here again in las vegas now over 25 years later, well over 25 years later, <laughs> uh, to see uh, Chris Jericho and Sabu face-to-face again on pay-per-view. It's pretty special, and I think Chris Jericho is... Talk about a master of reinvention. Oh, my God. And also somebody who is a great historian of pro wrestling, and I think it's very fitting that he would come face-to-face with some of his own wrestling history in Sabu, who certainly is one of the only people you could ever bring to something as wild as this unsanctioned match and this entire situation. And as crazy as the whole thing is, it's like, how can you make this thing any crazier? Well, let's add Sabu into the mix. Well, so this is, of course, Adam Cole's return to pay-per-view. We, uh, of course, saw Adam Cole have his triumphant return to the ring. He got the face. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society's Daniel Garcia. And we really saw the issue come to uh, really get started at that point there uh, in Adam Cole's grand return. And it's really been boiling over ever since. So I want to talk to you about why we hit the point where this needed to be unsanctioned. Why, at this point, you, Tony Khan, could not allow this match to contest under traditional AEW rules. Well, I think this thing is such an intense personal situation. It's not a wrestling match anymore. Chris Jericho is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Adam Cole, certainly one of the greatest wrestlers of this generation and has everything it takes to be one of the all-time greats. And I think if they wanted to go out there and have a great wrestling match, they're two of the most qualified people in the world to, do, to go do that. I think it would be excellent. But in this case, it's a really personal rivalry. It's a very personal situation. These two men hate each other, and they want to fight. And I think they're going to use all kinds of weapons. I think they're going to want to beat the hell out of each other. And I didn't think that referees 
no offense, could contain this situation, nor would I want to ask a referee to try and contain these two men. We from, appreciate the help. And in this case, uh, <laughs> this is just going to be a wild situation. It's a real personal, intense rivalry. And this thing really kicked up a notch when Chris Jericho uh, took advantage of a situation and Brit, Dr. Britt Baker was out there and Adam Cole saw his own girlfriend, Dr. Britt Baker, the woman he loves, get thrown into harm's way. And I think he found that very, very distasteful to see Chris Jericho aligning with the outcasts effectively and also to see uh, Adam Cole handcuffed to the ropes, powerless to do anything about it. I think that set this whole thing off. And Chris Jericho is also furious about what happened in the Falls Count Anywhere match with Roderick Strong last week. To have Chris Jericho really in a classic match against Roderick Strong. That was a great, great match, the Falls Count Anywhere match on Dynamite. Yeah, how's, how's your arm healed? My arm's that? actually still all cut up. The grass in Texas is dangerous. Wow. Yeah. Well, you got to be careful what you count in here. Well, the, and, when the shoulders are in dirt, you got to jump into dirt. Well, I appreciate you doing that. And uh, <laughs> the referees are getting thrown into harm's way here. The, we can't sanction this kind of a match. But I will say uh, I'm really excited about it. I think Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole under any circumstances would be something to look forward to. But in this case, unsanctioned match, I think it's going to just be such a wild, awesome match. I think that's a key thing, pointing out that Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole, under any circumstance already, like that's a pay-per-view match. Both those guys are just excellent. Everything Jericho's done for wrestling, for AEW, who Adam Cole is, who he's going to be in the history of wrestling. And to know that they have that asterisk of this is unsanctioned. It's just giving them free reign. This is going to be absolutely crazy. And unlike, I think, anything else we're going to see on the card this weekend at Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing is a Sunday Las Vegas, Nevada, T-Mobile Arena on traditional pay-per-view, as well as streaming on Bleach Report and Fight.TV, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 Pacific. There's just so much on the card. We've already talked about it. We've barely even touched the surface. I really want to talk about, we, we were talking about this last match, having like a, an emotional attachment and there being a story behind it and kind of the connection between all of these people. And there's a lot of connection right now with the people involved in our tag titles picture. We have FTR, greatest tag team of all time, our current AEW tag team champions. And as as we all know, as we all saw, and we all were privileged to see them go toe-to-toe with the Briscoes three times last year yep. for Jay's tragic death. And we see Mark along with them, and now we see Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett getting involved. And I'm, not, I'm no fan of Jeff Jarrett, as many people who listen to this podcast know. Well, I think it's going to be... Uh... <laughs> Another very interesting match. Now, this is potentially a great wrestling match. Yes, 100%. I think that uh, in this case, the rules do apply. Mm -hmm. I think it is a personal rivalry. But what could break out here is just some great wrestling. And when you've got Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, who are a great tag team, but they're also both great singles wrestlers. Very much Taking so. on Dax and Cash, who I think, as you said, are possibly the greatest tag team of all time. This makes for a really, really interesting match on the surface to begin with. But when you have a special referee like Mark Briscoe, who's got a personal connection to the match and the participants, uh, I think it's a really interesting situation. And then on top of all of that, the World Tag Team Championships at stake. It's a really interesting situation with this match. First off, Aubrey. 
I think at this point, you have to respect the bri-ru, because at this point, I feel like it's time. It's time for Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. This is, I believe, and you'd probably have a better answer, but this is the third time this year that they've challenged in a straight-up tag team match, the fourth title shot, I believe, that Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal have had. And I think time's running out. I think it's finally time for these guys to pick up the gold and hold the gold and not have Aubrey Edwards. Hey, look, I'm just going to say, their moment. I'm not taking away the moment. I, Jeff Jarrett is an incredible wrestler. Jay Lethal is an incredible wrestler. As a tag, they, they make an incredible team. I just still think he's a dick. <laughs> I mean, you, you robbed the guys of their moment in, uh, well, where was that? that oh, was... don't make this about me. Oh, don't make yeah, this yeah, about okay, me. I don't make this about you. Don't but, make this about but me. But I, I will just say that uh, at, at this stage, I think... Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I think there were a lot of skeptics last year, uh, in particular, about the two of them as a tag team. But I think that they have proven to have the prowess of a tag team that can hang with one of the greatest tag teams of all time in FTR. And I think uh, having Mark Briscoe there in the middle to call this one. And, of course, we've seen so much go down over the last few weeks as far as Mark Briscoe. Uh, he, he, we've seen the issues kind of crop back up with... Uh, FTR, but then also on the other side of that, can we trust Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett? Uh, is is Sanjay Dutt playing them? I uh, are playing him? I don't know. And is Mark going to be able to stay impartial? We know Mark's really close to Jay Lethal, and I know Mark has a good friendship with FTR. But like you said, it's a big rivalry between the Briscoes and FTR, and it started to kind of come unglued. And when Mark dropped Dax this week, I thought. You know, hey, how's that gonna how's that gonna play out in the match? But then when Mark dropped Jeff Jarrett too, dropped everybody. It's like, okay, maybe Mark is gonna be an impartial referee in this thing, and maybe he is the perfect guy to keep order in this match. So it's a very interesting situation. But yeah, that rivalry between the Briscoe family and FTR. That is one of the great rivalries we've ever had in yes. tag team wrestling. One hundred percent. The late great Jay Briscoe, may he rest in peace, he, along with Mark Briscoe, had such a great rivalry with FTR. And I think now with Mark being the referee for this match, that is certainly something to keep an eye on, how that's going to affect not only FTR's preparation for the match, but also, I think, during the course of the match, how FTR make adjustments in the match. You know, it's very different having one of your greatest rivals ever as a special referee, even if you get along with the guys, somebody that you've gone to war with and been in these kinds of battles with, uh, that could throw them off in the match. I think that's a really good point, that it's very important that the referee remain unbiased. It is, it is truly important because this is a wrestling match and titles are on the line. The tag championships are on the line. But yeah, I didn't even think about it from the perspective of the wrestler seeing their friend in the stripes and how that's this unique twist to it. It's, it's, it's awesome. I'm very much looking forward to this. Anytime I get to see FTR in the ring, I'm just like, this is, this is a privilege. Absolutely. It's going to be a great show. We, it's a loaded, loaded card. Loaded. It's going to be a great night of wrestling, and we still have so much to talk about and so much to look forward to. So much more to talk about. We've talked so much about all of the major matches that are happening. We've got so many more coming up, ladder matches, title matches, lots of fun stuff. 
Double or nothing happening in Vegas this Sunday at the T-Mobile Arena, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific, live on traditional pay-per-view, streaming on Bleach Report and Fight.TV. Stay tuned to hear more about this awesome card that you're going to be watching. This is AEW Unrestricted. We've got Aubrey and Will talking to Tony Khan. We are discussing Double or Nothing, the awesome pay-per-view that is happening in Vegas this Sunday at the T-Mobile Arena. It is live. You can watch it on traditional pay-per-view. You can watch it on streaming, Bleacher Report, Fight.TV. You absolutely need to turn in. We've already talked about some incredible matches. And what else do we have coming up, Tony? What have we not talked about yet? Well, we have a lot to talk about, including some big championship matches. One match I'm looking forward to, and I think fans all over the world are looking forward to, is the TNT Championship match. Christian Cage versus the champion, Wardlow, in a ladder match. Yes. And we've seen Wardlow compete before in a ladder match. He's a former Face of the Revolution ladder match winner. But nobody in the company, nobody in all of pro wrestling has the kind of experience in ladder matches that Christian Cage has. He's one of the greatest ladder match wrestlers of all time. And I think this is going to be a really interesting match and a really interesting test for Wardlow. I absolutely think it is. Wardlow's been multiple-time champion at this point. We've seen the experience he has in a ladder match setting, but I don't know if you could have all the experience in the world. You're still in the ring with Christian Cage, who is, when you think of ladder matches, you think of Christian and a lot of the stuff that he's done in wrestling. Like, this is, there's there's so much at stake, and there's so much. We see the twisted mind that Christian Cage has, like all of his experience with Jungle Boy, and now he, he's, he's a backstabber. He turns on people. It's, it's that mindset he has, and bringing that into a match with hardware. <laughs> and, and not just the hardware, but we have one X Factor in Luchasaurus. Yes! Absolutely. Luchasaurus and his involvement potentially in the match. But not just that. What about double A Arn Anderson? Yes. Who also has been a major X factor in this rivalry and also a major, major part of Wardlow rekindling his career, Wardlow regaining the TNT championship. And he's been a great mentor to Wardlow. And I think double A Arn Anderson and Christian. With those two men, I think Christian Cage and Arn Anderson, probably two of the craftiest, most savvy, intelligent people in all of pro wrestling. Yep. And they're going to be playing very different roles out there on Sunday. Christian Cage, a participant in the match, competing, wrestling. And then you've got double A Arn Anderson out there who's going to be advising Wardlow. Uh, Arn Anderson, not necessarily the most experienced wrestler in ladder matches, but Arn Anderson has experience in just about every other kind of wrestling match. (laughs) And I think he's going to be very valuable in this match. Hopefully can give good insights to Wardlow, but I don't think anybody's going to be able to have more insights or more experience or more of an inside track on this kind of a match than Christian Cage himself. We've seen Wardlow succumb to mind games. We've seen him lose the TNT championship with those very mind games that Christian Cage seems to want to play. He seems to be going to that exact playbook. And I'm wondering if at this moment in time, can Wardlow sustain and retain the TNT championship? It's a great question. I wonder if Christian Cage and Luchasaurus are able to get into Wardlow's head, if they're able to uh, take advantage of his 
I don't want to say inexperienced because most wrestlers don't have Wardlow's level of experience in ladder matches, but certainly compared to Christian Cage, nobody's got more experience in these kinds of matches. So if they're able to take advantage of Christian's experience uh, and maybe uh, if Arn Anderson isn't able to keep Wardlow focused on the match, there is great potential for Christian, I think, to leave as the new TNT champion. It's fascinating because we see a lot of successful wrestlers. Like you sort of have to believe in everything you're saying. Like I'm going, I'm the best in the world. I am, you know, going to be champion. And Christian came out and said he was going to win gold. And he believes that, which means in his heart, he is coming in on Sunday at T-Mobile Arena and he is walking away champion. And that itself, you could have all the preparation in the world. You could have all the, the experience in ladder matches. But I think that alone is a huge defining factor. In Christian's mind, I think he's already won this title. I totally agree. I think he uses the technique of positive visualization. In Christian's mind, he has seen himself as the champion. And uh, to be fair, uh, with Christian Cage, anything is possible. Very, very true. Well, going from one of our great networks to another one of our great networks, Mm. we have the TBS champion, Jade Cargill. 59-0. and Oh, and Jade now, she's chasing that 60th win, the elusive 60-0 and record, and really excited because Jade is going to be stepping back into the ring with one of the toughest challengers she's ever faced, Taya Valkyrie, one-on-one versus Jade Cargill for the TBS championship. And this time, anything goes when it comes to Road to Valhalla. That finishing move is legal, and that was possibly the only thing that kept Jade retaining the championship last time. So it'll be interesting without uh, the move being banned, will Jade be able to overcome Taya this Sunday at Double or Nothing? Yeah, last time we saw that match, really it came down to Taya simply not being able to hit Road to Valhalla, um, which, you know, as a Jade Cargill fan, uh, that move is jaded. But um, recognizing that in that moment... Knowing how much I respect Jade and how much she's accomplished here, in that moment, that was almost the one in that lost column for her. And knowing now that Road to Valhalla is legal, that could be all the difference in crowning a new TBS champion. Taya has so much experience in multiple different com- companies, in multiple different countries, that, as, as you said, one of her Jade's toughest competitors. And I actually 100% agree. I think removing Road to Valhalla and her ability to use it was probably the thing that actually potentially equaled the playing ground. And now coming into Sunday, are we going to see 16 0 or are we going to see 59 and 1? Ooh. Uh, right? I guess, like, I, I don't I, I, think I've ever said that before. Like, ooh, yeah. like Jade is just so unstoppable in all of the stuff she's done. But Taya is her greatest competitor yet. And I know they faced each other, but. Literally, we are equal playing ground now. Everyone can use it. Well, and we saw her take it last week on Rampage. Yes. And we saw Jade really for the first time laid out and looking like somebody who could lose the TBS championship. It doesn't even sound right to talk about the TBS championship in anybody else's hands. It's over 500 days at this point. Over 500 days. She just had the milestone last week. And just thinking about that championship in somebody else's hands and realizing that it could very well be Taya Valkyrie after she hit Road to Valhalla last week on Rampage. This could be it. It's very exciting. And this Sunday on pay-per-view, 
a lot of exciting championship situations and scenarios, and certainly the idea that Jade Cargill's undefeated run could be coming to an end, and the idea of potentially a new TBS champion, it all is very, very interesting and exciting. And uh, speaking of big championship matches, one huge championship match is the 21-man Blackjack Battle Royal for the International Championship this Sunday at Double or Nothing. The international champion, Orange Cassidy, putting the title up against 20 challengers in one match. And there are some huge, huge names in this match. Mm -hmm. Big names. We've seen now that, of course, Ricky Starks has put his name in. With Ricky Starks entering his name into the competition, we've also seen his big rivals, Juice Robinson and Jay White will be entering this match. Who just laid Ricky out on Dynamite this week. We saw that. And, of course, they had a great match two weeks ago in Austin, Texas, with a bit of a controversial ending. And mm -hmm. uh, certainly will be interesting to see that rivalry continue through the Battle Royal. But all of those men would make for a great international champion when you consider Ricky Starks, Juice Robinson, and Jay White. And then you have so many other big names in this match. Considering uh, we saw... Big Bill and Lee Moriarty are going to be entering the match and competing on Rampage against Orange Cassidy's best friends, Trent and Chuck, in a big tag match. All four of those men, Big Bill, Lee Moriarty, Trent, and Chuck, all competing in this match. Some of the top stars in all of Lucha Libre are going to be competing in this match when you've got Bandito, uh, Commander, and... The ROH World Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Bros, mm. Ray Phoenix and Penta El Zero Miedo, who picked up one of the biggest wins they've had all year. One of the biggest wins anybody's going to have. Oh, yeah. Beating the BCC on AEW Dynamite. Talk about a huge win. And then uh, we've had this very personal rivalry with Dustin Rhodes and Keith Lee forming a friendship together and a rivalry between them and Brian Cage and Swerve Strickland, who've come together through this merger of the Mogul Embassy. Uh, it will be really exciting to have all four of those men competing in this battle royal with Brian Cage, Swerve Strickland, Keith Lee, and Dustin Rhodes. That's just some of the great names in this big match. There's so many great names in this match, and... I think there's so many great challengers, so many people who would make for a great international champion, all competing in one great match. And uh, it'll be really, really interesting to see, can Orange Cassidy retain the championship? Will there be a new international champion? And it's very interesting that Orange Cassidy does not have to get pinned to lose the championship mm -hmm. in this match. He does not. And, you know, battle royals have been uh, a big part of, Double or Nothing's history over yes. the years, and with this being the first ever Blackjack Battle Royal, in uh, the first time that a championship has been on the line, that really changes uh, the dynamic of everything here. All of a sudden here, uh, we do have an opportunity for a champion, for a brand new champion to be crowned. This, this is the largest field in which uh, a champion could be crowned in an AEW match in our history. And I think that uh, that just gives such a fascinating uh, aspect to this match and thinking about all of those names you named any one of them could be international champion tomorrow and and I think Orange Cassidy having been on such the run that he's been on um, with just these incredible defenses he just had a great one against Kyle Fletcher last week and it really feels to me 
like Orange Cassidy, uh, as great of a champion as he's been, uh, it, a lot of it feels like the candle's burning at both ends. And with a match like this, this feels like pouring gasoline on it. Uh, how does he, in this scenario, walk away champion? It, it feels like the odds are incredibly stacked against him. Absolutely. I think so. The odds are stacked against the champion. And frankly, the field in this match, like you said, any of these men would make for a great champion. The field is stacked. We named some of the great people in the match, and there's some more great names, including the Butcher and the Blade, Kip Sabian, some people who've been great challengers, and any of them would make for a great champion in AEW. And certainly, when you look at some of the big names we already talked about, like Swerve Strickland and Brian Cage, Keith Lee, Dustin Rhodes, uh, some of the top stars in all of Lucha Libre, like Commander, Bandito, and the ROH World Tag Team Champions, Ray Phoenix, Penta El Zero Miedo, Big Bill, Lee Moriarty, two people who've been on fire in AEW recently, and then you have uh, Trent and Chuck, Orange Cassidy's best friends. Uh, so many interesting things to keep an eye on, and I also really think that Juice Robinson and Jay White and Ricky Starks, all of them would make a great champion, and certainly all of them have a very, very hated rivalry between each other, and I think uh, there'll be a lot of interesting stories and a lot of big names to keep an eye on in this match. I love Battle Royals because there's so many different threads to follow. There's that that one, you know, we're all fighting for the international title, but as you said, there's so much history with all of these wrestlers, either, you know, together or outside, and it's just all coming together at once in this big, gigantic 21-person Blackjack Battle Royal at Double or Nothing this Sunday, and I'm so excited. And, and I know Orange Cassidy's going to try. He's going to try, as he does traditionally. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's definitely going to try on Sunday in the Battle Royal. And I hope all of you can try to be there on pay-per-view, be there live in person at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas if it's possible. But we'd love for you to join us. Uh, the show is available on cable, satellite, you can stream on Bleacher Report or internationally on Fight.tv. So many great ways to watch the show, and there's so much great action on this show. I think it's going to be one of the greatest events in wrestling this year, and I really hope you can all catch it. It's a very special, meaningful one for us in AEW because yes. we're back where it all began four years ago, and we're taping the show here literally where it all began four years ago yeah. right here at the MGM Grand, and of course we're going down to the T-Mobile Arena this Sunday on pay-per-view, double or nothing, and we hope you can all join us. I somehow, every time we do one of these recordings, I always say to myself, how can this be the best pay-per-view yet? We just somehow, I, I don't know how you do it, Tony, and I see you do it every quarter. You just pull out this amazing, amazing card. And as as someone who works here, obviously I'm very excited, I enjoy it, but as as a wrestling fan, this is just, this might be our best one yet. It's really exciting. You did it again, Tony. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. It feels like it could be, and I'm very excited for the matches. I know this card is stacked. I think it's going to be a great night of pro wrestling. Please join us this Sunday on pay-per-view for AEW Double or Nothing. Yes, Sunday, 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 T-Mobile. T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 Pacific, live, traditional satellite, pay-per-view, streaming Bleach Report, streaming fight.tv. It's just going to be so much fun. We've got so much action. As all of our fans know from tuning in every week, you can catch this podcast, new episodes every Thursday, 
video episodes on Mondays. You can watch Dynamite on Wednesdays on TBS. You can watch Rampage on TNT on Fridays. And coming up soon, you can watch Collision on Saturdays on TNT. We've got so much going on. It's such an exciting year for AEW, and we're not even halfway through yet. This is awesome. It's been a great start to the year, and we're about to have a great pay-per-view on Sunday. AEW Double or Nothing 2023. This is Tony Khan, Will Washington, and Aubrey Edwards signing off. Thank you so much for listening to AEW Unrestricted. Come on, throw your hands up, let me see you. Unrestricted, got the house now. We gon' turn it up, up, bring the house down. Got that big space pumping, make them bounce now. Flossing like they bossing in the freaks are coming out now.